Welcome to another episode of the Unscripted Playbook Podcast. Uh, and today, uh, with great pleasure, I get to to be joined by my good friend, uh, family, I'll even say, um, current acting sergeant, uh, 12-year CFL veteran, Darren Joseph. Darren, how you doing? Good, good. How are you, BJ? <laughs> good, man. I could list <laughs> off the teams, the Rough Riders, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Toronto Ardenauts, um, Montreal Alouettes, Ottawa Renegades, BC Lions, long lustrous career uh in the <laughs> cfl which is amazing um i'm definitely gonna definitely want to touch on that for sure at some point uh just kind of get your experiences of playing but um yeah I'm, I'm just excited to get you on um there's so much to, to get caught up on i know you're a massive sports fan so we're not just going to talk about cfl we're going to talk about all sports which i know you love so a um, little bit bears packers rivalry for you guys don't know darren's a big God. bears fan <laughs> oh, God. i'm a packers go. fan yeah no don't worry I'm not going to give it to you that bad. I probably, I probably have about in the next five years coming to me. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, but the first thing I wanted to jump into, Darren, was um, really just, you know, the CFL getting approved for legalized single game sports betting. Um, you know, what do you think this means? And, and, you know, what do you see probably changing in the NFL with, with that getting approved? Um, well, as you know, uh, in the NFL, it, it the, uh, the betting world greatly affects uh, the way that the NFL conducts business, right? So uh, everything from the rule changing to, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, even uniforms, uh, you know, where teams play, who, who plays on, uh, on primetime, things like that affect, uh, affect the betting. And so um, you might see a little bit of that in the CFL. I'm not sure, it, it, you know, it's not going to be as big money, obviously, right. uh, but, uh, but definitely you're going to see uh, over the next, you know, if, if, if this is consistent over the next five years, you might see some changes to, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there might even be a little, some rule changes or things that will, things that will increase uh, productivity, scoring, right. um, you know, big plays. Uh, those are the things that swing uh, betting, you know, those things yeah. that swing the betting world. So you might see some changes there for sure. Interesting. You see, like, I, I mean, I'm always like, you know, I love the NFL and I, and I know you're a big fan of both. Um, I'll be honest. I, I don't watch. I used to watch a ton of CFL when I was a little bit younger. But do you see this like maybe going to like four downs? Do you see them maybe like, you know, like things like that where we, I know everyone's like, man, yeah, CFL would be so much better if it was four downs. Right. You see things uh, like yeah, that changing? I'm, absolutely. I'm a big fan of three downs just because I, you know, I that's how I, I played. I played right. three downs my right. whole life. Uh, uh I played four down football a little bit. We played in the Quebec league back in midget. I played some four down football and uh, it is a little different. Uh, you know, you can take a couple more chances first and second down. Cause you know, you have that extra one. Right. Um, and uh, you know, um, I always found that I always found that it was a little bit more exciting in terms of uh, throwing the football. And, and uh, you know, we aired out, aired out a lot because we don't have that extra down. Right. Whereas, you know, you can pound the football a little bit more in the NFL. Um, but, uh, you know, with the merger, that potential merger that we almost had with the XFL, um, I mean, that was a huge topic, right? Uh, rule changes and what, you know, what are we going to do? You know, what are we going to do with three downs, four downs? And a lot of people, a lot of Canadians, a lot of, you know, I was on, I was on a lot of this, the, the chat groups and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I, it's a hobby of mine to just kind of pop in and see what people are saying. And uh, a lot of Canadians, like diehard CFL fans. Uh, were in favor of changing it to four downs. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I was really surprised. And I mean diehards, like people from yeah. the West. Yeah. You know, Edmonton. Yeah. Um, you know, Winnipeg. 
so, um, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't speak for anybody, but I'm just saying a lot of, I was surprised at the, the number of people that were in favor of uh, going to four downs. Um, so you never know that, that might, I've always thought that that was going to change just organically over time. Right. Uh, so, uh, this, uh, single game betting, uh, might, uh, hasten the change. Wow. That's crazy. Cause like, you know, generally speaking, people don't like change. And especially when it's like, it's all about tradition and like the CFL carries an extremely long tradition and like they could have changed it a long time ago. And they're like, nope, like this, these are the rules. Like this is what's that we're, that we're sticking with. These are, this is the Canadian way to play football. Right. So man, that's crazy that you see that. And, and, you know, you brought up the merger. It's not occurring right now. You know, that was announced. Um, why do you think that didn't happen? Like, what, what do you think? I don't know. I think, uh, I think with uh, things opening up, um, and more teams, more CFL teams committing to the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, I think that when they were in talks with the XFL and, and their ownership group, I think there was a little bit more of a desperation, uh, in their, in their negotiations. Right. So I, I, there, I think there was a feeling that they needed, we needed them more than they needed us. Okay. As things started to open up, uh, across Canada and, uh, they started approving, you know, people in stadiums and, uh, you know, things like that. I think people, I think the CFL put their heads together and said, you know, what? maybe we don't need them. Right. And you know, right. maybe we don't do this right now. Um, that's not to say that they might not revisit that in the future. Uh, but for right now, you know, it's a no go and I'm happy. I'm happy that we have our, our CFL game back as we know it. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be great to have him back. I think a lot of Canadian fans missed him last year. So um, this year, hopefully uh, they get off to a, a hot start and people are tuning in. Looking forward to it for sure. Um, you know, I want to talk about your experiences playing in the, in the CFL because, you know, a lot of the times you hear that, oh, you know, the athletes in the CFL aren't as good as the athletes in the NFL or the players aren't as talented or whatever the case might be. What's your thoughts on that? Because... You know, there are a lot of very good players in the CFL. You know, I think we've talked we've talked shop a bunch of times at the gym and stuff. And we talked about like Alan Pitts and Mike Pringle and guys that were just absolute beasts who I think personally could have could have played in the NFL if they really wanted to. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, that was the wrong thing, because I can talk about this. All <laughs> uh, that's so why i brought coming, you on here that's why well, i brought right, you <laughs> coming into the league you know and you know I, you know i'm aging myself here but coming into the league in 1990 91 92 um with the ratio um you know they they, they were very very specific about where they played americans and canadians right? right so um you know all the skill positions like you didn't see any you didn't see very many uh, Canadians there. If there were receivers, they would put us inside at the slot. The receiver, the outside receivers were always American. Cornerbacks and defense were always American. The tailbacks always American. Quarterbacks always American. And for the most part, that's kind of stayed the same. But you know, you have people like Davis Sanchez who are deal breakers, right? Who started mm-hmm. in the NFL. He's played in the NFL as a corner and played here as a you know played started here for years as a corner and was an all star. And you know, guys like Tom Europe. You know, there's a lot of great Canadian players, uh, Kelly Wilshire, you know, mm-hmm. at linebacker, Andre Kerwan, a wide receiver, right, who started and they're Canadian, right? And they were playing skill position that was usually reserved for an American spot. So um, over the years, I've seen so many different players, uh, Canadian players who've just kind of stepped in and said, you know what, um, I'm not going to let the ratio dictate my playing time, my career. 
Um, I tried to do that early in my career. So I was, I was a Canadian playing tailback the first three, four years of my career. And then, uh, you know, through circumstances and, uh, um, whatnot, um, I fell, I fell into that trap. I ended up, uh, transitioning to fullback and special teams because I wanted to keep playing. And, um, you know, it was, I started to think about, okay, they keep trying to make me a fullback. Um, let me just do it. Let me just do it. Oh, okay. So I just, I started right. pounding, the box, put on some weight. Um, uh, luckily I had a, a good friend, Sean Daniels, uh, who was a, a great fullback and a uh, great player in this league um, who showed me how to block. Because <laughs> 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 uh, I, I, I was, uh, I'd been carrying the football my whole life since I was eight years old. Right. And I, you know, I, right. I had no idea how to, how to, how to move a guy, you know, off the line of scrimmage and keep the, keep him off the quarterback. And so guys like Sean Daniels, Jed Tommy was a guy who showed me how to run block early in my career. Um, and so I had some guys that helped me. I was very lucky and I made that transition, uh, in terms of skill level. Um, you know what I've been, I've been in camps where big name guys have come up here and, and not done well. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and I'll, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take you back. I, I not a lot of people might not remember this guy, but he was a, he was an inside linebacker named Percy snow mm. played at Michigan state. Um, and, uh, he was a, he was, a, I think he was a first round draft pick of the, uh, Kansas city chiefs, um, played a few years in the NFL, big guy, like 260, 265. Um, and he came up to camp in Saskatchewan and, uh, he lasted like four days because he was used to he was used to everything between the tackles right again that four downs they pound the ball and that's where he that's where he that was his domain you know between the tackles and he was a downhill linebacker just plugging holes and um now he had the big wide field cover right and he had to actually there were times where he had to get out in coverage right never he wasn't comfortable doing that right and sideline sideline to sideline for him it's like the hashes, <laughs> right? <laughs> totally. Sideline to sideline side 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 for us is, you know, that uh, that wide field. And right. so, right. Uh, you know, people were turning the corner on him and he'd never seen that before. So, um, he, he you know, he, he learned very quickly it wasn't for him. A lot of DBs struggle when they come up here. Guys who play corner in the States in Div 1 who have to now play halfback because if you're playing, if you're playing that wide side half, that's a lot of area to cover. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're in, uh, if you're in cover three or deep, uh, you know, you're like, man, this guy, this guy runs a dig. I I'm like, I got to get on my horse and get up there. And if he runs a corner or seven road, I got to get back. Right. right. So, right. um, it's, it's not as easy as it looks. And so I had a lot of respect for guys like, uh, guys that I play with, like, uh, Brett Young, Anthony Drawhorn, um, you know, um, guys who, um, mastered the halfback position even though they they didn't grow up learning to play on such a wide field right right so to me uh to me a man's a man yeah like a me is a man really like we're all athletes um some of the fastest guys i know uh you know uh pat woodcock for example a white guy probably one of the fastest guys (laughs) i've ever seen in my life right so so it's uh, you know it's just either you either you got either you have the skills or you don't why are, why are there not as many of the skill skill guys here? Um, or why don't they play in the NFL? Well, there's only so many teams. Only right? so many so spots, only so many teams. So many spots, yeah. Right. So you get, yeah. G, you get a guy like, like a, I played with G Roy Simon in BC. Right. <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. Right. 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 I mean, G Roy Simon couldn't play in the NFL. Absolutely. hundred thousand percent. He could have, right. 
he, you know, he, he made a home for himself in BC and, mm-hmm. uh, he made a name for himself and, he, you know, he's a hall of fame receiver and, yeah. you know, for guys like that, some guys just, they really enjoy playing here yeah, and, totally. and that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. They, they make, they make really good money and they like playing here. Henry right. Burr. Yeah. Henry Burr loved playing that's in the CFL. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, that's. And I can talk. I can talk about this. I know, no, I know. And I, I had that question ready to go. I was like, I know he's going to be ready for it. So, no, thank you for for you know providing some insight on that for sure. Um, DJ, like, does it ever bother you still that you just weren't able to win that one one big game? Right? Does, does it ever? Do you ever think about it? Do you ever? Does it like you know eat at you? Because I, I know, like, for me and you, like mentally we're always athletes we're always competitors it's in our it's like you know we wake up that's who we are our bodies however it's, it's not the same thing so is that <laughs> is that something is that something you think about does it still still bug you a little bit yeah it does it yeah. does um uh th- to play 13 years um and to go to play in three great cups a lot of guys played as long as me or just you know maybe just under uh, the time I spent and never right. even play in a great cup game. Right. So to in three great cups is a huge accomplishment. And, uh, you know, I'm very proud that I was around long enough to, to see that. But uh, one of the reasons I continued to play was that I wanted to finish somewhere with a championship. Right. Uh, you know, and win a great cup and to play in three games, uh, three great cup games and, and lose in all three is uh, something that I, I want to say on a daily basis uh, I don't think a day goes by. There's two things I never, ever have uh, a day goes by. My mom passed away in 2013. Mm-hmm. So I think about my mom constantly every day. And at least once a day, I think about <laughs> I didn't win a great cup. <laughs> so, I, and you know, yeah. it's a, it's a team game. And like, it's not like I, you know, it's not like it was on me and I fumbled the ball in the one or something right. like that. Right. Right. You know, uh, you know, just the circumstances for all three of the games were very interesting. Yeah. Uh, the first one was yeah. in, in, in 97 and we were just outmanned. Like we we're playing the mighty Argos and uh, the, that's when they, you know, they had Flutie and Drummond and pinball and Mizzotti right. and we were right. just, um, yeah. their whole, you know, th- two or three of their old linemen. And, you know, I, I don't know how many old linemen, but like, I, I swear half that defense went to the NFL the next year and never came back. <laughs> you know, guys like Johnny, Johnny Harris and, you know, guys just left and never came back. Right. Um, so, uh, there's that. And then, you know, we, I end up going to Montreal in 2000 and, you know, we have a, we have a, we're, we crush everybody all year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then Mike Pringle pulls his hamstring, uh, in the Eastern final against Winnipeg. <sighs> so, and so, you know, you can't, you can't like the guy carried us on his back, yeah. you know, the whole year. so, you know, maybe if it's a regular season game, he doesn't even play, you know what I mean? I, I think if it was in the middle of the season, he might not even have played the next game. Right. And they rest, rested him, but he had to go and you could tell he wasn't a hundred percent. And then they put Haskins in really late and often started to move a little bit, but it was too late. Um, and, and, and hats off to BC. They had a great game plan and they, they game planned their defense very well. And they did, they played right. well. They had, a, you know, they, they, they had Drummond too. And Damon Allen, like they were strong too. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I still think, I still believe to this day, I, I, a lot of BC guys that I know probably watch this, but, uh, I still think we had a better team. <laughs> oh boy! Um, and, I, and then in 2004, same thing, right? Yeah. Uh, you no, know, uh, Wally uh, Wally Buono plays uh, Dave Dickinson. 
the whole game and the MVP of the league, Casey Printers, doesn't get a snap. So, yeah, I, I, I was just talking to somebody from uh, uh, someone who's in management at the time uh, there in BC in 2004. And you have to ask yourself, what happens if Casey plays in the game? Right. Might it, right. Uh, what, you know, would it have been a different outcome or, you know, the, the whole flow of the game would have been different because they're two different quarterbacks. I remember that. I remember that was so bizarre. So bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Wally, I mean, we weren't, we didn't question it. Dave was, David, like they were, they had both played so well that year yes, that we weren't, oh, sure. how come he's playing and how come Dave's not playing? You were like, we were yeah. like, Dave, Dave yeah. cool. Yeah. You know, like, no, yeah. not one person on the team was upset that uh, Casey wasn't playing, probably except Casey, right? Right, right. And we, and we also figured that at some point they would make a switch or, you know, Casey would get in. I don't, I don't remember Casey playing at all in the game. No, I, he, I, I remember watching that game. Actually, he didn't. I don't think he played. Or maybe he went in and it was very late. I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. It was so long ago. I remember, yeah, I know. It was a long time ago. But yeah. uh, so, And that was my last game. That was the last game I ever played in. Wow. Wow. So it was tough. And I remember uh, after the game, um, you know, uh, the whole team went into the locker room and I, I crawled underneath the stands um, and I bawled because uh. I knew... I knew I'd never play again. Right. right. And that, right. I, I tell that to the kids I coach because, um, you know, I think sometimes they don't, they think that they're going to play forever. Right. right? And right. I played, longer, I played football for 27 years straight. Um, so, wow. um, and even then I still, I still had a hard time letting go. Right. Even that. So, um, I always tell them to, you know, cherish every moment and, uh, you know, it's, they're privileged and honored. It's a, it's a privilege to play this game and, um, you know, they're all special because not everybody can do this. Football's tough. Right. And, right. you know, let's, talk, let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, you're, you know, you're, you actually told me yesterday that you were coaching at Ottawa U, um, sorry, University of Ottawa, um, assistant coach with them. And what's that experience been like? You've been enjoying it, you know, are there cha- what are the challenges? What do you enjoy the most? Uh, it's great. Um, just a running back coach there. Um, I just started, uh, you know, early, early this year. Um, and it, the, the biggest challenge has been COVID, um, mm-hmm. trying to get the guys out on the field, trying to have a regular practice. Uh, it's, it's hard to, um, it was really hard to get, uh, have an up tempo uh, practice when we couldn't, uh, you know, the, the contact had to be a second, a second and a half. And, you know, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of challenges with, players who were out of town um that uh you know were quarantining and things like that and or or like you know i'm staying here and i'm not going to be in ottawa and so it was hard to get uh you know it's hard to get everybody out and um i still have uh, one of my running backs jordan Berger, still out of town he's still in uh, yeah he's still he's back in toronto and he he was a starter here a couple years ago so um yeah it's just been challenging we had to do all of the uh we couldn't meet uh we couldn't meet uh as a group um, face to face, we had to meet on zoom. And so we always do zoom meetings after, uh, and we go over offensive, uh, Skelly and team and stuff like that. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's been tough, but it's been really fun. It's great to get back out on the field. I, I hate wearing a mask, uh, and coaching. <laughs> it's hard to yell at yeah. your players. <laughs> they can't yeah. see you moving. Uh, yeah. all they, my eyes, they tell me, well, you, okay, but your eyes told me you weren't happy with that or your eyes, right. Told me, right. you know, you can't, uh, I can't, they can't see my mouth moving. Right. You got to wear a mask uh, outside, eh? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Just the coaches, the players. Just the coaches. Don't have to. Okay. Okay. Just Interesting. Do. Okay. 
Awesome, man. Well, oh, and we have to do, we have to do COVID protocol before we even get on the field, or you can't get on the field. Right, right. Screening and all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, let's jump to the uh, let's jump to the NFL a little bit, uh, DJ. I wanna I want your insight on the Aaron Rodgers situation. And, and when we had uh, Arash and Dave on, um, you know, I was telling them, you know, it, it, how does if they everything gets worked out, how does that guy walk back in that locker room? And how are his teammates going to receive him, right? That's, yeah. And I was like, for me, I was like, man, if I'm like one of his teammates, I'm like, dude, like, you know, I might look at him differently. Like, obviously, I'm going to be happy he's there because we have a better chance to win with him. But I'm also like, man, like, that was a lot of distraction for, for what, you know? Or are they going to be like, thank God you're back. Good for you for getting yours. Whatever you had to do, we support you. Like, wh- where's your... You've been in a lot of football locker rooms. And, like, for those of you who don't know, f- football locker rooms can be very divided. Defenses are, are on the defensive side. Offense are offensive side. Running backs are with the running backs. Quarterbacks have their own area, the wider seat, right? So, what do you, like, DJ, what do you think it's like in there? Or if that were to happen, what would it be like? Um, interesting question. Uh, and I've thought about this. I thought, well, if he comes back, how is he going to be received? And uh, I, I think the overwhelming... Uh, opinion will be thank god you're back let's go, let's go get this super bowl right 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 um but there are going to be there's there's no way you're going to have that many guys in the locker room and you're not going to have a handful of guys that aren't going to be resentful right um, and they're going to be you know uh you know maybe uh secretly and privately harboring some resentment there's no way um because because it has been a it's been a circus right and uh they've had a lot of issues um because there's a lot of pressure now for them to, for this Jordan love thing to work right in the event that Aaron doesn't come back. Right. Uh, and every, every couple of weeks, like I know, I, I know it's been a media circus for sure. Like every, <laughs> every, every, every sports talk show. And yeah. seems like every, every day I hear, Oh, Aaron Rodgers tied his shoe. He tied his right. Shoe. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers tied it right. Like, it, it, right. Oh, he, right. oh, there's a picture of him with his fiance. Oh, there's a, this like every day. Yeah. If the guy, if he just breathes something that even remotely suggests that he's coming back or not coming back, they it's all over the news. It's all speculation, right? right? It's all, all speculation. speculation. He hasn't said any. I haven't heard, and I've seen him talk. I've I've heard people talk about him at his yeah. chef guys, and I haven't seen one shred of evidence for or against. Yeah, like I, I yeah. have no idea yeah. if this guy's coming back or not. Yeah. Um, and I have to tell you, I think a lot of people like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big, obviously I'm a huge bears fan, um, since the seventies now. And, uh, uh, you know, he's, you know, for lack of a better term, he's kicked our ass his whole career. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's been unbelievable and every bears fan, I don't care how much they hate Aaron Rodgers would take him in a heartbeat. Oh yes. 100%. But, but, but it's 100%. like, it's like, oh, I hate Michael Jordan, but if Michael Jordan was on my team, I'd be happy. Right. Exactly. So, so having said that, um, a lot of bears fans don't want him to come back. Right. Yeah. Oh good. Now we can have the North, right. Yeah. We can have NFC North if he doesn't come back. Um, because yeah, because I, I don't know how great Minnesota is going to be. And to me, Detroit's rebuilding. Yeah. For sure, uh, as they always seem to be rebuilding the Lions. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, it it's always been a two to me. It's always been a two horse race in For the sure. NFC. So, sure. um, so if um and and I, I I have to say my Bears look good this year. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know. Um. I actually like the I like I like that Andy Dalton's uh 
there. We need some veteran stability. And, uh, you know, he's the serviceable. He's a good quarterback. He's going to manage the game. He's not going to lose it for you. He's not going to, he's not going to Aaron Rodgers the game, but he's not going to lose it for you either. Right. 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 And, uh, you know, like, uh, they, they made some, uh, they finally made some moves on the O line and, you know, Eddie Goldman's back at D tackle and, you know, the defense looks like it's going to be solid again. And so, um, having said all that, I want Aaron Rodgers to come back. Right. I'm probably one of the only Bears fans that wants him to come back. And the reason I want him to come back is uh, I don't want to backdoor this thing. Right. Like, <laughs> if we're going to win, like if, yeah. we, right, like if we're going to win, let's win. Right. I don't want to win. Like, oh, go Aaron Rodgers in there so that when we win, everyone can go, oh, it's just because A-Rod's not there. Right, right. Right. I want to, I want to, I want him to come back and then we win. Yeah. Like, if, we can beat, if we can beat you guys when he's there, then I'll be, I'll feel better about right. the last 15 years of getting. <laughs> you're just speaking like a, you're just speaking like the, you, you've been involved in the rivalry for over 30 years, which I get it. I get it. I understand it. I told like, when the anytime the Packers spank the Bears, like me and Sig don't really we don't either we don't talk that day, <laughs> but the next day I usually just send them like a bomb of texts, like just being like, "You fucking suck, your team sucks, Mitchell Trubisky, yeah, suck it, suck it, whatever." So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I hear you. So, I mean, talking about the Bears, I mean, listen, we know this. They drafted Mitchell Trubisky. It didn't work out. By doing that, you're setting your team back five years. That's a like easily, maybe, hopefully just five years. But it looks like they might have their guy, Justin Fields. So where do you see the Bears in five years from now? I'm not talking about next season, this company, whatever, five years from now. What do you think? Um uh, if they ma- if they manage the Justin Fields situation properly, mm-hmm. and I'll be honest, I don't I don't have a lot of faith in Matt Nagy right now. Right. The- Handled, the way he handled the way he handled Mitch, and then he brought in Foles, and you know I, I I don't like the way they handled that at all. Um, so I I don't have a you know based on history, I don't have a lot of faith in 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 his, the way he's he's talking a good game right now, like and he's comparing it a lot to uh, the way they did Mahomes and you know um, oh God Alex Smith yes. in uh, yes. Kansas City. Right. Uh, still started that whole season and Mahomes only played at the end of the season and how they brought him in slow and all that. Um, I don't think he has that much rope here. I don't think he's, I don't think he's got 12, 13 games in rope. I think, I think like Dalton better be like Brady (laughs) for the first like five games or people are going to start calling for Justin Fields. Right. And he, you know, he doesn't have a lot of time. So um, if he if he manages the Justin Fields thing properly, they seem like they're bringing in a lot of good players. I think they I think in five years they will be contending for uh, the NFC North title. Okay. I believe that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean the re- rebuild starts now, right? And then I yeah. think the best way to do that is with with a quarterback. And from what I've seen, I'm a big Justin Fields fan. You know what I mean? I, I mean I'll always hate the Bears, but as far as players go, I, I respect them and. I think he'll. I think he's gonna have a solid career. I don't see why not. So yeah, I mean, everyone was everyone was making a big deal out of that. He was pissed. He looked pissed at at, at his draft. Like right. remember night right. of the draft, right. and he's pissed because he got picked. He thought he was gonna go in the first three or four picks. Yeah, he wasn't. A, he's going to Bears. He's he's going to the NFL. Who, 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 I anybody could pick me and I'd be happy. I was right. First right. of all, you're gonna be a million. <laughs> you're gonna be a millionaire. 
<laughs> Second of all, going to be a quarterback, going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. It doesn't matter what team you go to. Right. He was upset because he was upset because he, like all those teams whiffed on him. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, I, actually like, I actually like that. I think it's going to, you know, he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder and he's like, he, he's a, I think he's going to be a good bear. He's kind of a, he's kind yeah. of a, like he has a mean, like a, you know, he's got a, what do they call it? He's got a, um, mean streak? not just a chip on his shoulder, but he's, yeah, it's got a mean streak. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Totally. A, I see it. Switch. It looks like he's got a switch. Yes, absolutely. Right? Like, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I love the fact that like in that championship game, like he obviously wasn't a hundred percent had the, I think it was a hip injury or hip or groin or something like that. And he just gutted it out. Like, and that's what I respect. Like he could have sat out and been like, yo, I'm not jeopardizing my money. I'm not doing that. He was like, no, no, no. Like we came this far. I'm gutting this game out. And he played every single down to the last snap, even though they got, they got spanked or whatever. So yeah, much props yep. to him for that, for sure. It's a good sign when you see that. So let's uh, let's uh, let's finish off with the NBA. Uh, NBA Finals wrapped up last night. Man, what a series! I mean, the Suns went up two nothing, and then the series just absolutely changed. Right? <laughs> what do you think for you? Like, I know you watched it because again, you're you're a sports fan. You you watch everything, same as me. What do you think was the difference maker in that series? Um. I, uh, I believe, uh, th- I'm going to talk about the Suns first. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, I think, uh, players like Aiden and, uh, Booker, like, I, I, I think, I feel like, I feel like they, they're playing at such a high level for so long. Um, and, and just giving it all they had all the time. Uh, but mostly, mostly in the offensive end. I'm not saying they weren't playing defense. Right. But I think when they started, to, when they when they play a team like uh, the Bucks, I think the Bucks were a little bit shell-shocked at the beginning. And that's why they lost the first two games. Um, and I'll talk about something else that I, I think changed everything. Um, but also, um, also playing a team that plays well at both ends of the floor consistently. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think, I don't think that they had, they had come across that. Right. Like, like the Bucks are, just very, very evenly matched. Like all of their players play well at both ends of the floor. Yes. Not, no, I'm not saying, uh, I'm not saying, you know, all of them are defensive player of the year. Uh, right. People maybe be honest, but um, I think to a man, they play better two way basketball than the Suns do. They're three, I, they're three best players, Drew, Giannis and Middleton all guard and just like score, like if they need to. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then, and then I think, uh, I think Chris Paul hit a wall. Mm-hmm. Um, not a big, you know, he didn't completely fall off, but I just, I just felt like, you know, he, he, that's a long, you know, he hasn't, when's the last time he went this deep into a season? Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he's a little long in the tooth and it just looked like, it just looked like, you know, he, he wasn't playing with that same, uh, fervor at like at the end, just looked like, you know, he was, he just didn't look like the same player. Yeah. For the last, especially yeah. the last two games. Right. Um uh Booker's just a freak show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's so good. He's gonna be yeah, so good. He's so good. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Um, I and I was like, I was kind of waiting when the experience uh of not being like they made a deep run for those a lot of those guys who were young, like so young in their in their career. Like I was just like, when is it gonna catch up with them? 
and it like finally did. I was like, oh my God, like you just saw them like Aiden and, and even Booker, not offensively, but on the defensive end, he just wasn't, you know, he wasn't dialed in and, and uh, Bridges, like all of a sudden couldn't make a shot and he was getting That's roasted. Right. You know I what I mean? Like those, they just like all of a sudden saw the deer in the headlights and they're just like, looked like deer in the headlights and they're just <laughs> like, literally. yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally. They were just like, oh, and Drew Holiday was just like, I'm picking up full, Chris Paul full court going to make everything visible for this 36 year old or whatever. Um, and the series just like completely changed. I did not see that coming at all, at all. Um, they also, um, uh, the coach made some adjustments. Yes. Uh, which, you know, um, I know a lot of people were calling for him to, to start making some adjustments and he finally did. So yeah, one of the biggest ones was he, he took the ball out of Giannis's hands in like in terms of uh, bringing the ball up or, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. He didn't have him any, he, and he had him, he had him, you know, off the dribble and yeah. he had him, you know, going to the net. Um, and, and that's where he's strong. Right. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately he's not a good foul shooter, but he hit a, he hit his shots last night, didn't he? My God. Like as soon as he, <laughs> the, I think the last couple of games he started making them, I was like, Oh, if he makes these, it's over. Cause their only way to defend him where to follow him. And then he started making free throws. I was like, oh, that just means he's going to be more aggressive because he's confident at the free throw line now. And I was like, oh, boy, they're, they're in trouble. <laughs> Big yeah. trouble. He dropped a 50-burger on the man. Oh, and my God. He's going to the net, right? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It, it seemed like those first two games in the series and even in other series, he's playing out in the perimeter and he's shooting. Yeah. Come yeah. On, dude, you're the Greek freak, man. Go to the hole. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so... And then, and then Middleton is just like I don't even know what to make of that guy. This is second round draft pick. Yeah, you know? his first couple of years in the league, he's averaging like six, eight points. He was he's actually he was in the uh, in he was in the minors. He was in the I can't even think of the name right now, but he was in the minors for the NBA. Yeah, averaging eight points. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay, so so this guy like you know, and it was it was a uh, it wasn't it wasn't yesterday it wasn't last night. It was the game before that. Yeah, um, they were trading. They're trading baskets right at the end of the game, and Middleton hit a step back three um, in front of their bench. The the, the guy who's covering, I don't even who's covering them, just I mean, excellent coverage. Yeah, and he just he just stepped back and he just and he and his quick release, like he did the yeah. game a quick jab. He stepped yeah. back and it, I I don't even know how he saw the net, like, <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he rainbowed that shot, and it yeah. was a perfect shot. And when he made that shot, I was just like, who is this guy? That's a pro shot. That's a pro like that. Like that is a pro shot. Like I played, I've played in some scrimmages against NBA guys. And like the biggest difference maker is they are literally, you have a hand in their face and you're just making like off, like fadeaway threes. Like it's nothing. And it's just hitting the bottom of the net. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, Chris Middleton is just, <laughs> Nasty. You know, so, so when those three and then Drew Holiday decided, Hey, I'm going to start. Yeah, I'm gonna start scoring some points. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, and then I was also gonna mention that he was picking up uh, Chris Paul uh, at yeah. half court. Yeah, in that right, not even half court. He's making him work. He's making him work all the Oh my all god! And and demon. that and that showed his age, right? Like yeah. he wore yeah. him down. Yeah, big but time. But those those things, uh, and then Giannis is like he decided yesterday, I'm taking this game over, <laughs> and and not. And, you know, a lot's being made about him saying, you know, I, I didn't do it with the super team. Right. And then Stephen Jackson came out today and said, uh, oh, you, you're, you know, Drew Holiday and uh, and Middleton are, no. are 
you, you have a super team. No, dude, those no, aren't, no. those aren't super team is a super team is uh, the Nets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's three guys who are superstars on other teams yes. and then come together. Yes. Right. To me, that's a super team. That's a super team. And they're, it's, they didn't draft them. They didn't trade for them. Correct. These are guys who are like, Hey man, come play. Hey, you want to come here? Hey, you yeah. want to come? Yeah. And they, they yeah. wheel and deal and make their, and make that roster. Exactly. And that's a super team to me. And I don't think he's being disrespectful by saying that Drew Holiday and, uh, and Chris Middleton aren't like, because they're not, I mean, they're, they're great players. They're ballers for sure. Leading into this, uh, before this series or before this uh, playoff run, yeah. they were considered good players. Yeah, right? exactly. Nobody was exactly. like, nobody was like, yo, you know, Drew Holiday, man, that guy's, you know, that guy's I actually, fire. I, I love, you know, I've loved Drew Holiday for years. Like, okay, but yeah, but he's not a household no. name. He's, he's not, a, he's kind of a, but he's not a guy. He's not a guy. Like when I'm thinking about the very, very elite basketball for players, sure. uh, yeah. his name isn't one of the ones that no. comes to mind. No, right? of course not. And, no. and that, those to me, those guys were the guys that are, that Correct. form a super. So, Correct. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really like that he said that because I know in, to me, I understand the context in which he said it. And to yeah. me, um, you know, he, uh, he really, he really did put them, to, he put that team on his shoulders and, um, I mean that, that block he had, I mean the, the alley-oop dunk. Oh, oh, just like it's ridiculous, ridiculous. Un- unbelievable. It's, it's been a great, it's been a great series to watch. And, yeah. uh, um, I haven't, I didn't even get to watch all the games. Some of the games I watched highlights after just, uh, just circumstances. I didn't yeah. get a chance some of the games. So I watched, I watched, but I watched like, I'm, you know, I watch it rewind. Oh, can I see it again? And <laughs> so nasty. <laughs> So what, what do you think, where do you think, this, this is my last question for you before we wrap up, where do you think this stuff like puts Giannis as far as the all-time greats? And I know this is very early, I know it's recency bias, but two MVPs, defensive player of the year, finals MVP, and he's got the championship to, to cap it off now. What do you think this does for all-time ranking? I, I don't know. I Like, I, I'm, I'm old school. Um, yep. uh, to me, um I know, I know people rank people by championships and things like that. And how many, how many, you know, how many rings you have. And, but, uh, to me, um, I, I like to look at the body of work, yeah. um, at the end of someone's career Yeah, and for sure. 20, 26, 26 years old. So he's got a lot of basketball to play left and he's got a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, hills to climb and mountains to conquer. And so I, I, I just don't think it's fair to start throwing him into that, um, you know, that conversation yet to me, yeah, yeah. I want to oh, let's when he's like 28, 29, 30, um, you know, because, you know, if they win two more championships in the next three or four years, then people, you know, imagine that he's only got one right now. Imagine if he wins two or three more. Right. right. So um, like, I'm going to hold off on that and uh, you know, I'll pass judgment when uh, you know, when he starts pushing 30 and I can look at his, his entire body of work. Because, um, and I, you know, I don't think this is going to happen, but some guys just fall off. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, they're, they're hot and then they just fall off. You're like, dude, what happened to that guy? He was with one of the best players in the league. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to give him some time. Uh, injuries too. Injuries could, you know, injuries could sideline him. Uh, totally. You know, like look at some of the players that, look at all the players that got hurt this year. I have a question for you. Do you yeah. think that 
Do you think that all the injuries is is due to the the short off season and and the bubble and all that? What do you, what do you think? Yes and no, and I'll explain why. So like, if you're like, you know, pulling like a a, a deep tissue injury, like a hamstring, something like that, calf strain or or Achilles, I get that. Sure, wear and tear, not taking your well, maybe taking care of your body, but just too much basketball short period of time for sure but like so many injuries were just like f- like just freak out like you ro- you rolled your ankle you you landed on someone's foot <laughs> like you're gonna roll your ankle like that's gonna happen <laughs> that's gonna happen like uh in the bubble that's gonna happen playing with your homies like <laughs> at the playground like i i rolled my ankle yeah. walking the golf course like it's gonna it's gonna happen so Yes and no. Like, it's not like these guys that are just like, oh, well, you know, these injuries are happening because the season started too soon. It's like, no, like it didn't. The majority of the injuries, from what I remember, were all just basketball injuries. You're jumping for a rebound. You land on someone's foot. Right. Um, What did uh, didn't someone have a hand injury or something like that? Like. Your, the ball went off your finger. Like it's like yeah. these things are gonna happen. Like they're gonna happen. It doesn't matter how many games you play. If you play five games, it doesn't matter. It's gonna happen. Those injuries are gonna happen. That's right. I agree. I agree. I think. Uh, I think it's just it's just one of those seasons, right? Yeah, totally. Um, I, I remember one year with the Renegades, they had uh, 19 guys on IR one year, and that was with uh, you know regular. That yeah. was with the uh, and these guys all had serious injuries. Like most of them were done for the year: knees, shoulders. Right. ankle right and right. uh and that was with regular rest regular training camp regular everything right so um sometimes it's just like that sometimes it's just a freak thing where 100 uh, for whatever reason uh you know like a lot of big name guys get hurt and it just looked bad and you know and then lebron said oh see it was the it was the playing game and it was this it was, no right? no it's, it has nothing to do with that like nothing to do with that. <laughs> like come on you had a high ankle lebron you had a high ankle sprain like Come on, man. Like, geez, <laughs> I get it. You know, I, he's, pre- he's trying to protect his legacy. You know, he's trying to, I get it. He's trying to make it a player's league. I'm all for that. But come on, let's let's call a spade a spade. Um, injuries in CFL. Apparently, there's quite a few popping up. I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, Achilles tears yeah. have happened. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know. Again, like people are saying, well, it's because, you know, they didn't play last year. Right. Right. And so now you're, you know, with all the torque and, and, you know, I'm like, these guys are young guys. Like, right. You know, like we didn't even stretch when we, you know, I, I love to say that. Like you know, <laughs> dogs don't stretch before they chase a car. <laughs> like, we didn't even stretch. We, we just, we just played. Right. So yeah, it's, yeah. Um, these guys are, you know, the training is, is so much more advanced now. And like, it just, it just, again, I think it's just a, that, you know, I think there's three or four Achilles tears in one practice. Jesus. In Toronto or like three or Something four guys. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's and apparently they're doing some, they're oh. just doing a drill. Wasn't even, you know, wasn't no pads. They weren't hitting like it was some right. medicine drill or something. So, right. Right. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to wait and see, you know, once they get, start playing some games and see, you know, how many, like heaven forbid, right. How many, right. Uh, right big, you know, big, you know, big name guys or, you know, skill position guys, if, if everyone starts dropping, then I'm going to be like, okay, well, there's something to, there's, there's something, something to- going on. Yeah, yeah for sure. sure. Okay. Last question I got for you. 
Okay, I'm putting you on the spot. Um, I think I know where you're going with this, but I'm going to ask you anyways. MJ or LeBron? Who's the goat? Oh, MJ. You kidding me? <laughs> listen, listen. It, it's just, and you know, I, I have this argument all the time. It's it's amazing to me. It's just amazing to me. It's I know they're different eras, right? But like, dude, six for six. You know? <laughs> MVP. Yeah. Never, never playing a game seven, right? I mean, that's the that's the generic argument, and then right. I can get all the other like things and and you know i don't care like you know, it was like oh he's an asshole i don't care yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i don't exactly. care i played with some, i played with some dickheads but they were I'm great sh- i'm players. sure you have I, <laughs> listen if you were great and you weren't a dickhead that wasn't an anomaly i'm sorry it, it, it just is it just is there's a certain type of chip on your shoulder that you have to have to be i think i talked about this on one of the podcasts i mean then you were like you were backing me and and shatter something like there is a certain chip that you need to have on your shoulder to hold all your guys accountable and to just go out there and say fuck you to the other team i'm sorry that's just how it is and dominate to yeah. dominate you have to, you have to not there's an empathy thing that you can't have yeah dominate. exactly like kobe had it obviously you mm-hmm. know Obviously, and you know they all have it. Even LeBron has it. Yeah, yeah, LeBron has it for sure. Absolutely, LeBron's nasty, uh, yeah. dude. I, my best example would be Mike Pringle. Right now, Mike Pringle wasn't an, and he wasn't an asshole or anything, but he's quiet and talk a lot. You know, he wasn't the kind of guy that walked around the locker room and chatty. Like weeks would go by, his locker was right beside mine. Weeks would go by, and we wouldn't say two words to each other. <laughs> right, right. He just wasn't. A, he just wasn't. But that man was all about his business. Right. That guy was early in the lock, early, early to the facility, worked out film room like took care of his body and he was all about his business right. and we I remember uh, in that same year quick story we lost uh we lost two in a row and they hadn't lost two in a row all year and uh he, mike was like team meeting we lost two games in a row team meeting so you know he stands up he stands up on a chair or whatever and he just gives it to everybody and and he literally was like dude you got it like he went around the room was like you guys got to play better you, you can't drop balls you can't do this yeah and he said, I have to play better. Right. right. Above, above all, I have to play better. I have to do this. I have to do this. He goes, I'm not just calling you guys. I'm calling myself. Up. I have to play better. And then right. he just, and he just walked out of the room. Yeah. I think this is the last time. I think it's the last time he talked. All yeah. Year. Yeah. yeah. He just wasn't a chatty guy. I mean, he was friends with a couple of guys in the team, but he wasn't that guy, you know? Right. And uh, some people probably took that to be, he was, you know, unapproachable or whatever. Right. I, right. I just being in the league that long, I was, I respected that he was just like, look, I'm here to win football games. I'm not here to, I'm not here to make friends and all that. Like I'm here to, I'm here to like score touchdowns and run people over. Right. And that's the thing I love. Cause it's like, you know, the last dance was Michael's like, you could say whatever you want about Michael Jordan. He's like, I never asked you to do something that I wouldn't fucking do. You know what I mean? And that is, the, that's like, that is just like, to me, that's just leadership at its finest. Because if the guy was just like, yo, you guys are going to do this. I'm just fucking whatever. You're not going to, like, why would you want to do it? You're not going to follow that guy. But, like, I'm going to do the same things you're doing. I'm actually going to do it fucking better than you guys. So you guys just, like, follow me. You know what I mean? So right. I right. love and that. And it, it was one of the only times he got emotional in the whole series. He got emotional, right. obviously, with his dad and stuff. Yes, yeah. Um, you know, but even when he was talking about the... Even when he was talking about Gus, the guy that used to, you know, he didn't start crying. No. He got he got really emotional when people were challenging his why, you know, yeah. his will yeah. to like why he was doing that or why he was that way. Right. right? right. That's when he got emotional because he was like, he was like, 
look, this is how I had to be. Yeah. I had to yeah. be like this. Yes. We don't win six championships. We don't dominate, yep. you know, dominate. And, you know, so, um, I, you know, sometimes I wish I even had a little bit more of that, you know? Right. Oh, for sure. I think we all did. I think we all do. Right. I was waiting nice when I played. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was an asshole, but like there were more, there were bigger assholes than me, so it was just like I was like, all right, I guess I'll just like take a back seat on this team. But maybe there's another team that I'll be an asshole. I'll be the lead asshole. <laughs> awesome, DJ. Well, you know what, man? Like, thank you, thank you so much for for jumping on. Um, you know, I, I hope you guys uh, will check out our social media page. I'll, I'll have some good content on there from this episode uh, at Unscripted PB on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, until next time. Always remember Black Lives Matter and thanks for listening. Take care. All right. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate thanks, it. Man. Appreciate it.